Welcome to the Time Out with Josh podcast. I know it has been a hot minute since I have posted the last episode. Uh, we had some family stuff going on, you know, I just had to deal with that stuff. But I am back. I am freaking back. And we are going to be rocking some big shit today. First of all, let me give a big shout out to our sponsor, Spread the Cheer USA.org. SpreadTheCheerUSA.org is an organization that is out there helping families, helping to improve the lives of families that are in need. Um, it's a great organization. They've got really currently they're running the Hop to Hope, uh, the Hop to Hope, uh, uh, you know, push right now until the tenth. So if you know a family that needs help, please go to their website and nominate them. They also are putting on the Cheer Choice Awards. This is an award show recognizing positive creators in 16 different categories this year, uh, from cooking to dance to motivation, etc. Make sure you go to the website, get your tickets, make sure you get your rooms booked at the MGM Grand. The details are there on the website. And that uh, that booking of rooms lasts until the 15th with that great discount that they've worked out for everybody, saving you hundreds of dollars if you book in their room block. So make sure you go check that out. SpreadTheCheerUSA.org. Check out my fine friends over there. So let's dive into this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into this. I, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to go back on my word on the football front. On the football front, Aaron Rodgers has decided to play for the Green Bay Packers still. And, and, not only is he going to play for the Green Bay Packers, but it looks really, really, really good on this contract that he wants to play well into his 40s. The dude's 38 years old. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old, and he just signed a $200 million contract for four years. Four years. Let's wrap our minds around that, guys. He's going to be 42 years old when this contract is up, and he is ending his career... He's ending his career with a $200 million contract. That's absolutely nuts. So this is uh, NFL Networks reported this. Uh, Rogers promised to avoid a lengthy discussion or uh, decision-making process. The new or the the general manager, <coughs> um, basically, they they said Brian. Uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Um, said they can put his plan together, um, Rogers' plan together to be a Super Bowl contender. Um, he said that he felt like there was a place to be, um, you know, good with Rogers. Um, 
you know, and, and Rogers actually even went, a, went as far to say is, I feel like I'm at a place relationally with the Packers in a really good place. <coughs> Excuse me, especially with Brian and the way our friendship and trust has grown. That's huge. That's huge. Um, now, th- this is the other aspect. Jordan Love, who's entering his third season in the NFL, will have to wait at least another year before he gets a crack at the starting job. Now, Rodgers sat for three years behind Favre before he took over. So, does Jordan Love do that? I don't know. I don't know. Do do you do you trade away Jordan Love to, you know, is he going to be dissatisfied? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Rodgers basically, um, you know, kind of reiterated his desire not to play in his 40s when love was picked. Um, he just, he, you know, he said he realized that he may not, it may not be a reality at this point. And I'm sure just not sure how that all works together. That's what he said. Then, then in late 2020, he called his future a beautiful mystery. And that was after the NFC loss to Tampa Bay. Um, but he also included uncertain futures. Now, this is the crazy part. With him signing for such a large amount of money, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with wide receivers. I mean, we all know. the, the It's been out there. Like, Green Bay has a large amount of free agents. So we're going to see what happens there. Now, if we guys, I'm, I'm heating up some pizza right now because I'm sitting here and this is going to take a while to dissect. All right. We're going to dissect this and, and it's going to take a minute, but a day later. So after, after they lost to the 49ers in the championship or in the divisional playoffs, rather the Packers maintain their desire for Rogers to stay there with the team. LaFleur said the team would be crazy if they didn't want him back. Now, LaFleur said that feeling extended to the GM and team president and director of football operations. He said that they were all on the same page. Now, having said that, when Hackett left and went to Denver in January, that's why, guys, I kept saying, I think Rodgers is going to go to Denver. I think Rodgers is going to go to Denver because the Packers have a salary crap problem. They entered this offseason with a $45 million problem. They were $45 million over the salary cap. And and that is, is really bad when Devontae Adams is not under contract. So Rodgers, there, there's something that happened with him and their GM where Rodgers must have sat down with them. They must have had a long conversation where they laid out a plan. They they had to have laid out a plan. They've had to have laid out something to make them a contender again because they have they have too many people leaving the Packers. And they have a 45 million dollar bubble over the salary over their projected salary cap. Now, the Packers have won 13 games 
each of the last three seasons. And 39 wins. And they set the NFL record for the most wins in a three-season stretch without reaching at least one Super Bowl. That's the, see, this is the problem, guys. They have every reason to be in the Super Bowl, but seem to choke. They're choking. I mean, they have the 49ers come in there and just, just manhandle you in bad weather is not good. So also, then you have Rodgers with the COVID-19 shit and everything like that and saying, you know, he's immunized, you know, he tested for COVID-19 positive on November 3rd. And, you know, he, he didn't get one of the league approved vaccinations. So Rodgers, Rodgers is, Rodgers is an interesting, he, he's a, I mean, his off-field stuff, we all know, like the joke has been at least, I'm a Bears fan, so um, we all joke that like we just want Rodgers in a relationship because if Rodgers gets in a relationship, he he's he's distracted and he doesn't play well. Um, it's his off-field stuff that that kind of that kind of gets to him. Um, he missed one game, and and that one game that he missed last year was a loss against Kansas City um, because of mandatory quarantines. Um, but it didn't prevent them from getting the top seed in NFC playoffs. Um, keep in mind, guys, Rodgers signed a $130 million or $34 million contract extension in, in 2018. And he said, I don't think this guarantees anything other than maybe the first three years of this deal. And then four years later, he's back for four more. That's the crazy part, y'all. That is the crazy part. We're looking at they they the rumors are that his contract is two hundred million with one hundred and fifty eight guaranteed and then bonuses on top of that. He's looking at one hundred and fifty eight million dollars. One hundred and fifty eight million dollars, and he is in the waning years of his career. That's just. It's just, just plain flat out unbelievable. That is unfreaking believable. So now we have an issue. So we have Rogers locked down, right? We have Rogers locked down. We have Tom Brady out. We have Matt Stafford. We have Jimmy G. You have um, Russell Wilson issues at, uh, at 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 the Seahawks. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. Not to mention that we've got a draft that seems to be loaded with potentially some of the most explosive athletes on the face of this planet. We've got controversy over an athlete that ran what appears to be a 4-3-2-40, but upon further examination would put him at a 4.0240. And if you guys haven't seen the video, it is absolutely unfreaking real. It is unreal. I mean, like, dude, wow. I mean, just wow. So let's talk about a couple of the other NFL things going on. 
Cowboys apparently have restructured uh, Dax Prescott's um, uh, contract because they they are having an issue with salary cap stuff, right? Um, and it's in in restructuring the contracts for for Dax and Zach Martin on. Basically, what that does is it creates more than $22 million in cap room, is is the uh, the guess. The Cowboys added two voidable years to Martin's contract to allow them the chance to get more space this year. And Prescott had a salary cap figure of like 34, almost $34.5 million. And Martin's cap number was like 20 almost $20.2 million. By placing the $10.9 million franchise tag on Dalton Schultz, their tight end. The Cowboys create more space to get under the cap by the start of 2022. All right. Um, so it could create some, some space there. Now, I think all of us can agree that Dax Prescott definitely broke out and was back to the Dax Prescott that we all honestly expected him to be. But, um, he, he's just, I mean, the, the Cowboys have just got a problem. And I will say it. Like, I will say it. I will say it loud and clear. I think Jerry Jones is a shitty owner. I think he's a crappy owner. I'm a Bears fan. I love the Bears. But <clears throat> we all know how I feel about the Haskell family. They suck. They suck as owners. Now, last week, ESPN reported that the Cowboys were likely to release um, Omari Cooper. Which opens up some things. Now, Amari Cooper is definitely not your top-tier wide receiver anymore. He's not your number one choice at wide receiver unless you're a team that is struggling at wide receivers and you pull him in and he becomes your number one choice. They were close to re-signing Michael Gallup, which is a good thing. Cutting or trading Cooper would actually free up like some $16 million in room against the cap and would need to be done before the 20th of this month. Since the $20 million base salary in 2022 is fully guaranteed and on the fifth day of the, of the league year. So if you take a look at what's out there, I, I, I mean, I understand Dallas getting rid of Amari Cooper. He's not explosive anymore. He's not crazy. He's a good wide receiver. He's a solid wide receiver, but he's not your explosive wide receiver. But Gallup at the same time is recovering from a torn ACL that he suffered late last season, but the Cowboys are hopeful. So the Cowboys are looking at taking a bet on a hopeful. Now, until they have a deal, this is my guess, until they have a deal with Gallup, Amari Cooper stays with Dallas. Amari Cooper stays with Dallas until they 100% have a have a have a deal with Gallup. That's my guess. That's why I think we haven't seen Amari Cooper released yet. So that's one thing. The other thing is this one. <clears throat> and and this one this one is this one's interesting. This one is a very interesting situation. We have obviously like I just said the combine right now is producing numbers that are absolutely unreal. Absolutely high-performing numbers. So what we're looking at is Carolina Panthers 
possibly trading Christian McCaffrey. Now, they're not looking to unload McCaffrey, but according to sources, they said they were considering a deal if an offer for a first-round pick or another player without a big salary cap number would be offered up. So, McCaffrey is 25 years old. He has four years remaining on his contract, which was extended last offseason, making him the highest-paid running back in NFL history with an average salary of $16 million. He does have a, 22, uh, a 2022 salary cap number of almost 4.3, or a little over $4.3 million. That jumps to 17.7 the next two seasons. So any team bringing him on is going to have to have space for that. Now, the, the Panthers have a little over $26.5 million in cap space. So, I mean, this is nuts, all right? So there is a lot that can be done with McCaffrey. In 19, he became the third back in the NFL to have a 1,000-yard rushing season um, and receiving season in the same season. <clears throat> since then, since then, he's only played 10 to 33 games because of injuries. And he's been limited to 667 yards rushing and 492 yards receiving during that span. So, do you take a risk? Do you take a risk? I'm going to take a bite of pizza here. Do you take a risk on Christian McCaffrey as a team? If you're a team and you're looking for an explosive running back, you're looking for a running back that is going to be a game changer for your team. Do you go for him? Now, this is the, if I was a GM, <coughs> if I'm a head coach, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I have one question for him. What are you doing to be at 100% and not get injured again? So basically two questions, not just one. It's two questions. What are you doing to be at 100% and what are you going to do to not get injured again? Because let's be real, guys. I know that you can take hits. Running backs take crazy hits. They get beat. They get hit in the back. It's just bad, right? But what are you doing to help prevent that? Exercising, stretching, et cetera, et cetera. What are your, what are your things? Now, in January, the, the GM for the Panthers said that they didn't have any intention of trading McCaffrey, but left the door open for him to be used more as a slot receiver. <clears throat> but there was a report back in November that they were actively trying to trade him. And he said it wasn't true. After his exit interview with McCaffrey following the Panthers' 5-12 and season, he said what I did tell him was, hey, listen, I'll take any call. Call, make any offer you want. So this is where I think we, we are with this. This is my personal opinion. I think that Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, is 
going to be the target there. And I think the Panthers should trade for Chuba Hubbard. I think that's where it goes. I think that's where it ends up. And if they do that, if they do that, they set themselves up in a better place. I, I really do think they do. Now, is that a, are there other possibilities? Yes. But we'll see what happens. Now, let's move on. Dolphins are going to keep their tight end. Uh, Jacecki in the with a franchise tag. Um, I think it's a smart move. I think it's a great move. Um, they're going to bring him back for a fifth season. 2008, uh, he was a 2018 second round draft pick, and he has only increased his totals and receptions and receiving yards each of his four seasons in the NFL. This guy is getting better and better and better every season. He's gotten better. I picked him up as one of my tight ends in fantasy football this year, and I loved having him. Um, in the 2021 season, he had a 780 yards, 73 catches, uh, since entering the league, only six tight ends have had more catches. Um, and that was 199. He also ranks eighth among NFL tight ends with 2,255 receiving yards. This guy is getting better and better. And he was set to become an unrestricted free agent this off off season. They estimated his market value at somewhere around $44 million over four years. And the Dolphins used a third-round pick in 2021 on Hunter Long and kept uh, five active tight ends with their 53-man roster. None of them were as productive as Jacecki, which I think, I think, this is what I think they did that for. They placed a franchise tag on him. The Dolphins will have until July 15th to agree on a long-term deal. If no deal is reached, he will play the 2022 season on the franchise tender, which is like $10.9 million, almost $11 million. <clears throat> and and then something will happen then. If the Dolphins are smart, if the Dolphins are smart, they will make a long-term deal with him. They will drop some of these tight ends. And they will bring up wide receivers and running bra- running backs to help shore up their offense. They will add a little bit more running backs. They'll add a little bit more on the wide receiver aspect. Help Tua out. Give them a few more targets. Give them more solid targets. Trade away some of these tight ends. Guys, there's, there's a kind of a need for tight ends um, out there. So trade for those. And Jacecki was a um, was asked about his contract status throughout last season, and he stated that he was happy to be on Miami. That's the thing he stated. So he likes where he is. He he likes the guys in the locker room. He said he likes the coaches, and he said, and I can go on and on about things I like. He goes, we'll see what happens. Um, Jacecki and Durham Smythe were both set to hit free agency this offseason, and then. Um, you know, they they hit it. They hit it with Jacecki, a six foot six, two hundred and forty seven pound, freaking young tight end. Um, and and they're trying to trying to exploit matchups with um 
with those with those linebackers on the other side. So I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh you know, it's going to be interesting to see. It is going to be interesting to see. So um, let's get back to some other stuff. This one's the other one. The NFL. The NFL has suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley for at least 2022 season for betting on games. <clears throat> um, they released a statement on Monday announcing a suspension saying that Ridley gambled on games over a five-day stretch in November 2021. He was on the non-footballed injured or the non-football injury list to address his mental health. Ridley did step away from football on Halloween, saying he needs to get his personal life in order. In a series of tweets on Monday after the suspension was announced, Ridley said he bet $1,500 total and that uh, he doesn't have a gambling problem. He also tweeted that he couldn't even have watched football at the time he made the bets. He added that he's just going to be more healthy when I come back. And I know I was wrong, but I'm, I'm, getting a one uh i'm getting a one year um uh the nfl basically said that ridley placed a multi-legged parlay bets involving three five and eight teams including the falcons to win via his mobile device out of state um the nfl learned of ridley's betting activity through his relationships within legal sports betting industry um, there is nothing more fundamental to the NFL success and to the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game. Goodell wrote in a letter to Ridley notifying him of his suspension. This is a uh, this is a responsibility of every player, coach, and owner, and game official, and anyone else employed at the league. Your actions put the integrity of the game at risk, threaten to damage the public confidence in professional football, and potentially undermining the reputations of your fellow players throughout the NFL. Um, it's been considered among the most significant violations in league policy for years. Um, he knew what he was doing. I, I am tired. I, I'm, I'm flat out fed up with this entitlement um, mentality amongst athletes. This, I'm above it. I can get away with it. Um, I mean, dude, you went on a mobile device. <laughs> went on a mobile device and bet on a legal board, a sports betting website, which is against the policies of who you work for. And you didn't think that was going to like come back to bite you. But then to turn around and be like, well, put it the one year. Like motherfucker. Yes. It's a one year. Yes. It's a one year. That's what deter that's what was determined that you should be punished by. Like you're upset with the punishment. You did the crime, you're upset with the punishment. He's oh well I bet, but it wasn't that much. Like, dude, get over yourself. All right, let's move on. Um uh Sherman. Richard Sherman pleads guilty to two misdemeanor charges from July arrest. Uh that's going on. Um Richard Sherman, who is recently with Tampa Bay during the twenty twenty one season, pled guilty Monday morning in Seattle to two misdemeanor charges stemming from his arrest in July um, to negligent driving in the first degree and criminal trespass in the second, which is non-domestic violence, as well as an infraction for speeding in a roadway construction zone. Um, yeah, that's going on. That's happening. There you go. That's what's going on there. So um, not a whole lot on that front. Now, let's talk about the draft for, for a minute here, guys. We're, we're going to switch over to the draft. And I, I'm going to pull up my draft stuff uh, here, and we're going to talk about this. Um, first of all, there are some prospects 
that that made some big improvements, who improved themselves uh, in the draft, one thousand one thousand percent. So, um, the speed, eight receivers, eight receivers, eight of them ran sub four four forties. And 12 offensive linemen came under five seconds. A defensive lineman registered a ridiculous 4-3-6. And two of Georgia's big men were incredibly quick. So, beyond the uh, beyond the 40, a lot of what we saw on tape for top names were huge workouts, right? So Malik Willis, arm strength. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson's extreme burst. Um, Boy Boy Mafe's explosion. These are all things that we saw make a big, huge thing. The one that I will say, the one that I will say that is going to move up in the draft the most is going to be Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle for Georgia. That dude is going to move up. He is going to excel. He's going to move up. So um, let's take a look at quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends for a second. All right. So there, there's some, there's some notables. There's some changes. There were some things that happened there. Um, I will say this, as far as, as far as the quarterback class this year, um, I don't, I don't really see a huge push towards a quarterback. I don't really see a huge push towards a quarterback. Okay. And the reason for that, and I know you guys are going to beat me up for this, but the reason for that is because there is not a big standout for quarterbacks. There's, there's not, um, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, there's a need for them in the league, but right now the league has got quarterbacks. I think that, like I said, love will move on. Um, you'll see love move on. Green Bay could, Green Bay could feasibly pick a quarterback in the draft or they could trade for a journeyman quarterback. Love moves on. You've got, I, dude, I don't know why I'm saying this. I really don't know why I'm saying this. But I could actually see Mitch Trubisky being at Kansas City. You guys know the reasons why if you if you know. Um, if you know, you know. Um, so you got Mitch Trubisky. you got Russell Wilson. You've got, uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, guys, is still going to suck. I don't care what happens uh, with the Panthers. He's still going to suck. Um, Dax Prescott wor- reworks his deal, so he stays. Um, <clears throat> the Bears have fields, but they need somebody to coach him up, which, I, I mean, I honestly don't know what the answer is to that. I, if I was honest with you, I would like to see, I'd like to see Russell Wilson come to the Bears. And coach up fields. I, I think they would work well together. Um, you've got Jimmy G. Um, and we're going to throw this one out there. We're going to throw this one out there, ladies and gentlemen. 
I am going to drop this bomb and I'm waiting for my inbox to blow up when I say this, but I would not hold my breath on Tom Brady coming out of retirement and uh, playing for the 49ers. I, I wouldn't hold my breath staying, him staying in retirement. Um, I, I think he's got one more season in him and I think he plays for the 49ers. Um, that could happen. Uh, let's be real. Matt Stafford's not going to retire. He's staying at the Rams. He'll be there for at least another year. Um, so, I mean, there's no real like quarterback need. All right. There's no real quarterback need. Um, there's a, there's going to be a lot of movement. I mean, there's possible players and or uh, team movements and trades and stuff like that. So it's too early to get into uh, into who's going to go first, second. Honestly, I mean, I think there's a lot of changes that happen with the combine that uh, and a lot of players that came out explosive um, in a lot of ways um, that are going to make a difference in the draft. Uh, yeah, I mean, second fastest 40 ever at the combine was run by a cornerback. Um I mean, the Gophers' offensive tackle is 384 pounds. He's a freaking beast. Um, Alabama may end up with a first-round draft. May. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. All right. So that's the that is that's the that's the NFL. That's the NFL for us. Um, big news again. Like I said, big news today. Irene Rogers, Irene Rogers, A.A. Ron. Um, there you go. Now, let's go over to Major League Baseball for a second. Um, Jesus fuck. Can we just stop this? Can we just stop the shenanigans? Um, we, we need to get back to baseball, guys. Uh, both the players union and the MLB need to get the priorities straight. They need to get it. Um, 91 games have already been lopped off. 91 games. Already gone. Already gone. Um, MLB launches a $1 million fund for for ballpark workers uh, to match the union because these people aren't going to be working. Um, But let's fucking let's get down to it. Let's get down to it. One of the ones that I have a problem with, one of the things that I have a problem with, and I'm going to bring this up and let's see. I want to see how you guys feel about it. This is where I'm having a problem. This is where I'm having a problem. Um, the pitch count stuff or the pitch time stuff is not cool. I don't like, I don't like putting timers on pitchers. The reason for that is, is because of injury. There's there's a lot of things. You, you rush the pitcher. They can't focus. They need to refocus. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, yes, do we need to limit the time? Yes. But, you know, MLB is eyeing pitch clocks of 14 and 19 seconds. Like, that's absolutely asinine. 30 seconds, yes. 14 to 19, absolutely asinine. Um Basically, MLB is asking teams to nix the the Rule 9 or the Rule 5 draft um, 
so that's being asked. <coughs> um, but the one that I have a problem with, this is the one I have a problem with. They are wanting to ban the shift. They're wanting to ban the shift. This is my thing. By banning the shift, you are telling players that we will that we are going to be okay with your inability to improve. You're you're changing the game for the player, not making the player play the game. And that's a problem that I have. If you are a player that constantly pulls the ball and they shift, then that's your problem. Figure it out. Figure it out. The shift is part of the game. Leave the shift alone. Let the players play their game and stop messing with the game. Like the idea behind putting um, robot umpires behind the plate is absolutely ridiculous. Now we're playing. Now we're playing freaking ESPN or not ESPN, but whatever it was, Major League Baseball on on PlayStation and Xbox. Like Jesus Christ. Like when when is enough enough? This is absolutely asinine. So that's what's going on there. Get, the lockout needs to stop. They they need to get their heads out of their asses, and it needs to stop. Um. The thing is, is like. Major League Baseball is shooting themselves in the foot. They have done this. They've had these lockouts too many times. Too many times in my lifetime they've had this happen. This is not, what, the fourth time in my lifetime that we've had a strike or a lockout? This is absolutely ridiculous. Let's move on to the next one. Why Drew Jones could be the MLB's best draft prospect since Bryce Harper. First of all, uh, Andrew Jones' son, Drew Jones. Um, loved Andrew Jones when he played for the Braves. Um, loved it. I absolutely loved seeing everybody screaming overrated at him when he was at his at the game. Uh, what was the mo- one of the most recent games he played? Um, he's you know they're like overrated, overrated, and he just goes out there and just smacks a home run and just treats that home run like it's nothing. He kills the home run, drops the bat. Trots around the bases, gets around the third base, down the third base line, and just holds his finger over his mouth. Yeah, bud, that's that's class right there. And I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean that's class. That is that's that right there is the way it should be. I am that good. Don't tell me I'm overrated. I am that good. Now, I think that he's I think that he's great. I, I've been watching him. I think that he's great. Um, I think that, I mean, he's got, a he's got a defensive hitting dad for a, a, a built-in coach. And that's what I think is going to be fantastic for the kid. I think that having Andrew Jones as your dad is one of the coolest things you can have as a coach. And that's amazing. So having said that, um, Drew Jones, I look for you to be first round draft pick, <coughs> um, and, uh, and I think you're phenomenal. I, I really do. I think you've got a lot going for you. And my God, Major League Baseball, get your fucking head out of your ass. Um, and let's and let's get back to baseball, y'all. Let's get back to baseball. Um, they're, they're planning on canceling. This was today. 
Um, they're planning on canceling another week of regular season games if they can't agree to a new collective bargaining agreement um, by tonight. Um, and and that's all it's been. It's been hours and hours and hours of MLB and the players' union um, just going at each other. And, and it's just, it, it just is absolutely fucking asinine. Like, you guys need to get the hell over yourself. Like, this is Jesus. Um, so, uh, again, that's what's going on there. Um, obviously, the sports world is being affected by the Russia-Ukraine situation. Um, we saw that, uh, we saw that, uh, the Paralympics has banned um, Russian and I think even Chinese uh, or not Chinese, uh, Russian and Belarusian um, if I pronounce that correctly um, athletes, they they gave it a no-go, um, they said that that's not going to happen, so guys, just hoping that all this stuff gets settled overseas, it's starting to get out of hand um it's absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, you know, I, I really hope that uh, I, it, I, I really just, I, I really hope that it comes to an end because it's starting to affect everything, um, and that's ridiculous. Uh, Russia has been banned from international gymnastics and curling events. Um, I know the Judo Federation removed titles. Um, and jobs once held by Putin. Um, I mean, it just, everything's going nuts. Um, it's absolutely going nuts there. So, uh, with all of that, um, I will say this, uh, pure and simple on ending this podcast today. Uh, Ukraine, we're praying for you. Um, Russian soldiers and citizens that, uh, had no idea this is going on are caught in the middle of this. We're praying for you. Um, Putin, stop your bullshit. And, uh, let's just get along with each other. Stop being a fucking tyrannical former KGB agent idiot. Um, I know you can't hear this podcast because first of all, everything in Russia has been banned. Um, and you can't hear it, but just saying Ukrainians, we're praying for you. Um, we're behind you and, uh, and we love you. Um, so having said that, ladies and gentlemen, again, please check out spreadthecheerusa.org. I appreciate you guys being with me on this podcast, talking about the sports. Our next podcast, I've got some awesome subjects coming up. You guys have a fan-fucking-tastic day. We'll talk to you soon.